Are you done thinking and talking about getting into real estate investing and finally ready to do it? If so, Rochelle Rayner and her guests are going to share everything you want to know about getting started on your journey to financial freedom using real estate investing. They'll share how they got started, their best and worst experiences, and the tips and advice beginners need to succeed. Now, let's get into today's episode of What's the Deal? Welcome, Dorothy. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's good to have you. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, we met through, um, you know, one of those women's forums, the Facebook group, you know, we hit it off right away. And, and it's interesting when you find someone that aligns with your values and your goals, it's, it's really nice. So I'm really happy to have you on to talk about your journey. And Dorothy is based out of Erie, Pennsylvania. She's doing some really cool things down there. So tell us a little bit about how you got started in real estate. Okay. So it's kind of a funny story. Um, I would say that like seeds were planted early on, but I didn't take action on them for a little while. I dated a guy when I was in the army and I was 21 and he was buying a four unit. And I'll never forget what he told me. He said to make sure I always buy a multi-unit as my first house and that I can either rent the fourth unit for free uh, or live in it for free, or I can rent it and make some cash flow. And then six years later, I was getting out of the service and buying a house and I knew I wanted to get a multifamily so I didn't have to pay and worry about my own mortgage. And I bought a three unit and I wound up, uh, the term they use now is house hacking. I was just going to ask you that. Is that one of those? Did you, I was going to say, did you know that term back then when you bought the house? No, I think that term is relatively new. So when people ask me what I've been doing, I tell them I've been house hacking before it was a coined term. Yeah, I think Brandon Turner coined that from Bigger yeah. Pockets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. So I, I've been house hacking and furring before there was ever terms for them. So <laughs> wow. how many years have you been in real estate investing? I've actually bought that property in 2007. So it's a 13, 14 years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and I didn't do anything for another five years. And I was kind of going job hunting, looking this, doing that. But real estate was always in the back of my mind. So I said, hey, let me buy another one. And then it just started compounding from there. Wow. Wow. So do you still have those properties or did, what did you end up doing? I do. The funny thing about that first property is I finally moved out of it last year. So I lived in it from 2007 till last summer uh, when I bought the house that I'm in now, uh, which is a single family. <laughs> wow. So I have not sold any of my properties, but I'm about to close on a land contract that I am selling 12 of my units to somebody. So uh, yeah. So Wow. That's amazing. So um, what do you, do you do real estate investing full time? I think you're an agent as well, right? I am. I do have my license. Uh, and all I do is eat, sleep and breathe real estate, whether I am helping my investor clients, whether I'm uh, coaching my students, whether it's I'm on the forums, you know, with bigger pockets or Facebook helping other people. It, I, it, I eat, sleep and breathe that it. it's it's all I do. So I guess you could say I do it full time. <laughs> awesome. Tell me a story about a crazy client. <laughs> 
So I don't have a crazy client story, but I have a crazy real estate story. Let's hear it. Um, so I bought a, a six unit and a two unit and they're right next door to each other. And I was interviewing maintenance technicians and this was in the winter. And I had been renovating the downstairs of the one unit. So I wanted to show him, you know, what, what it looks like, you know, before it's done and after. So I showed him an after and then I'm like, well, hey, let's go over to this other one and I'll show you, you know, what we're doing over here. So I go to the door and the door like lock is funky. And I'm like, what is going on? And I open, finally get the door open and there's all this trash by the door. And I'm like, man, I'm going to kill my contractors. So I'm talking to the, the potential maintenance tech walking through and I'm like, man, they just like, what is going on in here? Now, mind you, it's the middle of February in Erie, Pennsylvania. So it's cold too. Mm. And I'm like, man, it's kind of warm. And I had just replaced like the, um, the uh, thermostat three times because I had this huge bill. And I'm like, man, it's getting kind of warm in here. So we're walking through the kitchen and I walk into the living room, which has a bedroom connected. And I look over and there's an eye peering out at me from the bedroom. And I'm like, you know, this is a vacant unit. And I'm like, who, who are you? I mean, I don't think I said in that nice of terms. And they <laughs> opened the door and they were like, hey, we're really interested in this property and renting it. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So lots of expletives. And I'm like, and I was feeling hot. I'm like, I go over the thermostat and they have it at like 85. Now, I just told you that I had this huge bill and I'm like, and you're using my heat. And so I freaked out. I took my phone out. I'm taking pictures of them. I'm like, I ever see you on this vlog again. So help me God. Those people got out of there so fast. And now I have this maintenance technician behind me watching all this. He's just like, <laughs> so he actually wound up working for me for about four or five years. Wow. Um, so that was the start of him knowing that I took no crap. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's amazing. So, uh, so these yeah. were squatters, obviously, that they, were- in They the were squatters. So did you have to do anything to get them out or they left on their own? Oh, no. No, I was just some crazy person <laughs> and they wanted nothing to do with me. But lesson learned, um, don't have a vacant unit that has no blinds on it and no lights on, on the inside. So now anytime I'm doing a renovation, the first thing I do is I make sure there's blinds, that there's clothes, that they're closed, and I'll turn on like low kitchen lights or low closet lights mm -hmm. just to make it look like, you know, that there's somebody there or may be there. Sure. That's a great tip. That's a great tip for, especially for new people getting into it. Um, avoid that mistake. <laughs> yes. Please avoid that mistake and don't do what I did. <laughs> um, I just immediately saw red and was like, I got to take care of this situation. So. Wow. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how the laws are in Pennsylvania, but you know, in New York, you know, it's, there's a great possibility that if you have a squatter, then you'd have to get them evicted. And that process would take a very long time. And, you know, it's very involved and, and it costs a lot of money, you know, and, and whatnot. But, um, what is, what is the, um, the procedure, you know, should you have a squatter? So there are squatters rights here. If you, my understanding is if you are aware of someone squatting in your property and you do nothing immediately, that's what gives them rights. Um, I would have to check with my attorney. I'm not an attorney. Yeah. Um, but that's my understanding for Pennsylvania. If you allow it to continue, that's essentially you giving a verbal, I know this is happening and 
that's when the eviction came, comes in. With my situation, I just got so mad. The people just got up and left. So it worked out for me. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but I would, you know, in any other circumstance, I would recommend people call the non-emergency police, let them know that somebody's trespassing on your property, uh, and then contact your attorney if, if anything comes of that where the cops can't help you with the situation. Sure. Absolutely. So what do you love about real estate? I know you eat, sleep, breathe it, all of that stuff, but what do you love about it? I am not the type of person to be caged by a nine to five. The worst thing you could do to me is put me in a nine to five job. And if I show up at 9.03 and you tell me I'm late, that just enrages me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, for me, I like the freedom. I'm a very, um, I like a lot of variety in my life. I don't like things to be on a very strict schedule. Um, I was in the service and it was very, you know, rigid. I like that I can call the shots with my time. Um, And that's what I pretty much do is I do what I want with my time. The other thing that's great about real estate that I love about it is I can take my phone or my computer anywhere I go and I can do everything that I need to do almost 90% of my work via my phone or my laptop. So it gives me a lot of freedom. If I want to go on vacation, I can, and I can do a couple hours of work here and there, but I'm never really tied to one location. Sure. So you purchased the, um, the, the, the multifamily and house hacked, but what was that moment like? And what made you realize that, oh, I'm going to do this full time. I don't think I knew that I was going to do it full time the first time I did it or the second But maybe the third, after I started getting a taste that I did not need to work for a, like a full-time job. So I knew I wanted to learn about rentals, property management, everything that has to go in with buy and hold. And I actually wound up getting a job with a property management company for two and a half years. And they made a position for me because I went in just to talk to them based off the recommendation of a good friend. Uh, just trying to learn. I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to learn this, let me get paid and do all the real estate at the same time. Like how cool would that be? And they wound up making a job position for me. And I worked for them for a long time. And once I worked for them for the two and a half years, acquired a few more properties, I knew it was time to go out on my own and do it full time. Sure. Sure. I think that is such a great advice to give people, especially that are looking to get into real estate who, you know, may have done a a property or two and they're like, how do we, how do I live off of this full time? You know, that if you're looking to become a real estate professional, you know, I always advise people to, you know, find a job in property management or, you know, even in some type of clerical or admin work, you know, something to, uh, in in real estate development, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. investing, whatever, uh, get paid to, to do it. And then, you know, you can build off of that, you know, build Mm -hmm. off of someone else's experience. So I think that's really wonderful that, you know, you were able to do that. And I'm sure you brought a lot of value to them. Um, You know, as a person, I I know you, you know, have a lot of uh, skills and talents that I'm sure they were able to benefit from as well. So it's a win-win situation. Well, what was interesting about working for them is none of them were owners of property. So me going in as an owner there, there was some headbutting, but I, I told them, I'm like, this is what the owners are looking for. This is what they're going to want. And that's why the owner of that property management firm hired me because it did provide that asset and that view of an owner being in the company. 
So I, I highly recommend if someone's looking to get into real estate, if if you can change jobs and you can do it for a year or two, I mean, they say your network is your net worth. So if you start surrounding yourself with professionals in the business, especially the owners, businesses like a property management firm, you're going to make a lot of connections. I've met a lot of people and I had a lot of great experiences and I will, I will always cherish all those interesting experiences and education that I got from working there and the friends that I've made. Absolutely. Uh, you met, you brought up, you know, your network, your net worth is equal to your network. And, you know, I, I think that's a great uh, segue to get into mindset because, you know, what does it take, you know, to be a real estate investor from a mindset perspective? You have to be, you just have to drink the Kool-Aid is I guess what I've heard. Get out there and do it. And just do it. You know, there's a lot of analysis paralysis, people, you know, making their business cards and their website. You should be going making friends with people who are in the business. Um, And I don't necessarily mean networking. Networking isn't my favorite term. It feels like a quid pro quo kind of relationship. I want to go out and I want to befriend people who have a mindset like me and are in the industry that I'm in. And I don't know, you know, say even you and I, you and I may never do business together, but that doesn't matter. I like you as a person, you like me, but who knows? Something may come down in three, five years, or maybe next month where we get to do something together. Who knows? But I still like you as a person. Do you remember, do you remember our first conversation? I think it was through Facebook messenger. And you, you, you said to me, is it going to be just you on the call? And I was like, yes, don't worry. I'm not selling anything. Yeah, because there's a lot of transaction people who are so focused on the transaction. And I get it. I mean, I was in sales businesses before and, you know, you're racking your brain, you have anxiety, but once you get a foothold in this and you start feeling a little bit more comfortable and you start getting into it more full time, it just becomes a lifestyle. I mean, it's not even just mindset for me. This is my, my whole lifestyle, which includes my mindset. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I think, um, you know, just to kind of summarize, just get out there and do it. You know, if you're going to fail, fail quick, you know, fail, you know, as fast as you can and recover from those things and, and learn from it, you know, and then just keep going. And, you know, eventually you'll build, you know, your portfolio or your, you know, you'll build up yourself and your credibility. So I, I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely. The other thing on that is a lot of people um, poo-poo the guru is what I say, (laughs) but I tell people not to be afraid of getting education. You just have to make sure you're getting the right education. I I talk with a lot of people doing strategy calls and I find that people don't even know what their goals are, what they want to do in real estate. So someone will come and say they want a a wholesale, but they'll tell me they want generational wealth. And I'm like, okay, well, those two don't align. Right. So look for people who are doing what you want, but really do a goal setting session with yourself to know what you want. Do you need quick cash? Okay. Wholesale. Do you have a construction business? All right. Flipping might be right up your alley. Do you not really have enough time to do either of those? All right. We'll buy a rental. There's many different things to do, but don't be afraid to work with people, you know, mentors, coaches, or anybody that can help you propel if you want to go faster. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you suggest that people find themselves the right mentor or the right coach? If someone's immediately trying to sell you when they get on a call with you, I would be concerned. A lot of people are quick to give advice 
even not knowing your inform, you know, your situation, your background or anything. So when I am doing uh, a strategy session with someone, it's all questions from my end. There's really no advice giving because I want to make sure, you know, if you're going to work with me, I want to make sure I know what your goals are so I can help you. But if your goals are out of the scope of what I do, then I can refer you to somebody else or other resources that'll work for what you're looking to do. I mean, to give you an idea, I've paid for two different programs. You know, one was 25,000 and another was 5,000. So I believe in investing in myself and no one can ever take any of that away from me. Just, I mean, I don't wanna say I got more value from what I've done now with real estate than I had in college, but I wasn't afraid to invest in myself either time. Sure. If you drink the Kool-Aid and you do the work, you're going to pay yourself back over and over and over again. And then people, right. some people in the networks, they take you more seriously because you're willing to put your money where your mouth is. What are some of the benefits of joining a mentorship group or some type of a mastermind? There's lots of great benefits. I wouldn't even say that there's any you know, cons to it. Uh, you're going to network immediately with other people you're going to speed your learning curve. You're going to shorten that significantly. You're going to see that other people are going through the same thing that you are going through, especially if you're doing group, you know, whether it's a group coaching or a mastermind, you're going to see that other people are going to either have the same problems or already have gone through a problem. And they're going to be able to work through that problem with you. Now, if you're doing one-on-one coaching, whoever it is that you're working with, they, they should already be at a level that you want to be at. So I don't take advice from anybody that's any worse off than I am. I only take advice from people that are where I want to be and where I want to go. Um, A lot of the programs, you'll, you know, some programs, they even like reimburse people from bringing more people into the program. But I always ask, I'm like, all right, what have you done? Like, why should I learn from you? And so that's one thing you want to make sure if, if you want to be able to sit on the beach and manage your property, sure, talk to me because I can do that anytime I want. And I do do that. So that, that's a couple things that I would consider when, when talking to somebody. Yeah. You know, anybody great in life, you know, always had a coach or a mentor, you know, and I think I look at like, uh, you know, Tom Brady, you know, and, and coach mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, you know, they, they were the, the duo, you know, we're going to be watching Tom with a different team this year, but uh, you know, it, it, you can't have greatness without having a mentor or coach. And I mean, you know, Warren Buffett mm-hmm. talks about this and, you know, all these different, you know, Tony Robbins and, you know, mm-hmm. any of the, any of the people that you admire, um, you know, from boxing to, you know, playing a piano or whatever it is that, you know, you need to have a coach and a mentor. So I yeah. completely agree with you a hundred percent. And if you're watching, you know, look, look <laughs> me up. Uh, and if you want to work from the beach, uh, definitely look her up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things that come with coaching. It gives you accountability to yourself uh, because I'm not going to come to your bed and wake you up to have your call with me. If you, you know, are, are paying someone for a program, for coaching or anything like that, it gives you a level of accountability to yourself to, to make sure that you're doing what you want to do. So. It's, yeah. it, it's not a bad thing. And I, I, I do not ever regret doing my programs and I'm still, once everything uh, kind of calms down with the COVID um, I do plan on doing more, 
learning. I'm a forever student, so I will always be joining other programs. I did uh, the Tony Robbins UPW, the Unleash the Power Within. Nice. And I'll be going again and and doing some more stuff with with their programs. So, so I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Incredible. So, um, what's your why? What I always like to ask people this because you know, <laughs> that's what drives them and you know makes them want to do what they do. Mm-hmm. So great question. And I'm super glad that you asked this because I wrapped my head around the why. I was thinking it was this end all be all, you know, they can never change. It is what it is once you, and I'm like, oh God, I don't, I have no idea. So I actually have many whys. Mm -hmm. My why changes every time I get to my next why. So my first why was I did not want to work for somebody. It was just too painful. So my why was to be free of the pain of working for somebody. And then I hit that. Uh, and then my next why was because I liked my cha- like challenges. So, and I wanted to increase my cash flow so that I can do more fun things. So then I hit that. And now my why is right now, I'm not so big on the acquisitions. Now, if something comes to me, I'm going to jump on it. But now I'm about giving back. So I give back on the coaching and mentoring side but I also give back to my community. One example, uh, I was on the board of our local RIA and we had a Christmas party every year. So I decided to use that and leverage it to give back to the community and created an outreach group where we would raise funds every year and donate them to a local nonprofit. In the past couple of years, we were donating um, supplies and bags and money to foster children. So so being able to use that platform and it worked out so well and it was received so well and everybody actually looks forward to it now, you know, that's just one thing that I did to, to, to help give back to the community. And I do my own personal uh, donations every year and I would just, I just want to make them a lot larger than they are. That's a, that's an incredible why. And I like how, you know, you talked about your why changes, you know, as you go. And I think it's important to know that you know, the goal never changes, you know, but the, you know, the method does, you know, in which you, which you're trying to, you know, we're all trying to, you know, obtain, you know, financial freedom and time freedom. You know, I think that's like the two biggest things and, and that it looks different to everyone, you know, and it's going to look different to you as you go along in each stage of your life. So I think that it's really important to re-identify, you know, once you hit those goals and I'm, I'm huge on dream boards and like vision boards because, Look, if you can see it in your mind, you know, what you want, what you want inside of you, you have to put in front of you. So, you know, whatever the goal is, you know, this past year I had to, so uh, last year, January, every January, I redo my dream board because most everything comes to pass on, on those, Mm -hmm. on, on my vision boards. And so I highly encourage if you're listening to this and you don't have a vision board, you know, definitely take the time to create one. They're a lot of fun. And, you know, you feel like a kid because it's like, you just give yourself the liberty <laughs> to just dream and say, I want this and I want that. And, and, and it's like, you don't have to necessarily share it with anyone, but it makes you feel good. And so I really love that. And I love that you are, you know, generous and give back to your community. Um, I know we've talked, you know, at length at all the different ways that you give back and I am very proud to know you. And, and so thank yeah. you. Thank you very much for all that you do, you know, for the community and for, you know, the real estate investing, um, community as well, because, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that 
you know, will take advantage of mm-hmm. those that are new and, and, and don't know. And, you know, they'll be quick to take your money, but I think that you're an incredible person. So oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad we met. <laughs> so what's next for you? You know, your why, what, what, do you, what are you trying to do in the next couple of years? So the next couple of years, um, I, I'm just going to have a little bit of fun because the past few years I've worked my tail off. So now it's time to enjoy some uh, fruits of my labor. Going to do a little vacationing. Um, I've never had like a newer car. So I'm actually going to get a truck. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I've mainly been focusing on my the mentoring and helping you know, new investors who've never invested before uh, really get down to the nitty gritty on what their goals are, what they want to achieve and get their first deal done uh, during the time that we're working together. So, so for me now, it's, I've kind of done the, the educator, become an educator in the, the real estate world. That's awesome. Check her out, guys. <laughs> so let, let me, tell me, what is your favorite real estate book or business book? And then we'll close with that. Ooh, ooh good question. So Think and Grow Rich is probably my Bible. It's something that you can read every year and do the, I mean, you can get a workbook for it too, which is kind of cool. So you can go through it every year yep. and do each of the, the exercises. Um, I, I really loved it. It was a little difficult to read the first time and understand because it's written in a, a little bit of a antiquated Old way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but once you get past that and you start really taking to heart what he's saying in each chapter and looking at how it aligns with your life or doesn't align and how it needs to, it's, it's a really nice, and it's not just for money. It's for relationships. It's for your whole life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really like it because it's a holistic book, but also pertains to money as well. So I I like that it, that it works on both angles. I I love that book too. And and I don't know if you know this, but Think and Grow Rich has sold the most copies next to the Holy Bible. Oh, see there, there we go. I love it. Yeah. So So it's, it's a, it's a great book. I absolutely love it. Uh, And then my runner up would be the E-Myth. Okay. So that's great, great book. So love, love that because it's all about process and procedure and I'm a stickler for process and procedure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you've encouraged me to go read Think and Grow Rich again, get it off my shelf because it's been probably a year and a half since I've read it last. Yeah. So I'll probably have to start that again. But um, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, they can shoot me an email. Um, my email is info at DorothyDoesDeals.com. Or they can uh, contact me through my webpage, DorothyDoesDeals.com, or find me on Facebook, Dorothy Butala. Just shoot me a message. Um, and I'm on Bigger Pockets as well. So you can find me there too. Pretty much if it's involved in real estate, I'm there. <laughs> you also have a Facebook group for women too, right? I do. It's called the Sisterhood of Real Estate Investors. So the ladies want to join. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good group. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dorothy. I appreciate your time and sharing a wealth of knowledge and your journey with us. So thank you again, and we'll see you soon. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. You've been listening to What's the Deal with Rochelle Rayner. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you're listening right now. 
You can follow Rochelle on Instagram at investwithrochelle. Until next time, keep investing.